Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it's episode 390 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and of course, joining me as always with his SmackDown tank. Dude, that's badass, by you, the way. You damn right. Uh, big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Just trying to trying to stay awake. <laughs> yes, Breaker and Bates Power Hour is a sham. <laughs> it's episode three ninety. We are ten away from four hundred, bro. Yeah, we're we're getting there. What's weird is I remember, and we, we talk, we've said this so many times, but I remember like because you did that countdown early mm-hmm. on. If people have been listening from the beginning, it's like we are twenty seven away from a hundred. Yep. That seemed like such a huge number to get to. Yeah, like I look at that because I you know I basically on our number I erase it and add one to the next episode each week. Right. I'm like, 390? Like, is that yeah. is that right? Like, that doesn't even seem logical. Yeah. And, we like, we legit are almost 300 episodes past when I stopped doing that countdown. I know. Like, that's insane. Which, 100 episodes within a few weeks is, what, almost two years? Yeah. You know, because it's 52 weeks a year. So, like, that's insane. Yeah. That's a shitload. Yep. Uh, but we got a lot of lot of fun stuff to talk about. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie talk. We're gonna do a little bit of toy talk. Uh, we actually were slightly ahead of some of the SDCC reveals this week, so there yeah. may be there may be more. I don't know, but what we've seen has been pretty fun. Uh, Star Spangled Beatings is coming up very very soon. Six days away, Breaker. When then we are going to uh, announce our final match for the uh, best fictional pro wrestler tournament. Yes, and uh, I'm excited about it, man. Me too. Um, I guess. This is kind of a weird thing to bring up, but you're doing some shows. Now, as when when this drops, you'll have already have done it. Yes. But you haven't yet, but I think that's coming up tonight, tomorrow? So I have one tonight and I have one tomorrow. And for some strange effing reason, I have like the most ridiculous amount of anxiety about the one tonight. I can't, But not tomorrow? Not tomorrow. But I, I have so much effing anxiety about the one tonight, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. But it's, it's like your first show. In a, in a couple of years, right? Is yeah, that why? That, but it's it's I, it's more like I just don't want to be out that late, you know. I <laughs> like legit, like dude. The show isn't even going to start until ten forty five or eleven, 
I do not want to be out that late. Like, I got to be there at nine, and I'm like, I'm not going to show up at nine to, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be at the show two hours before it starts. Why would I do that? Uh, well, see, and that's the thing is I've, you know, I've done wrestling shows where it's like, hey, we need every, like, so this, I have so many, like, NXT stories that just make me just shudder with anger, but, um, mm-hmm. The person in charge at the time was very big on like this is call time. There was one venue we would go to, call times four o'clock. They didn't even unlock the doors until five. Yeah. And I and I it, like part of me wants to be like, what in the hell are we doing? Like yeah. so it's Florida. We're in dress clothes. We had to set out in front of the building in the hot ass sun because we can't even get in. Yeah. The guy shows up, I was like, Well, you guys didn't have to be here this early. I'm like, yeah, no shit boss in charge thinks that that's the right call. Yeah. I, I, I hate stuff like that. So in, in wrestling shows, always like, I'd be there four hours ahead of time. Like why we may want to shoot pictures. Okay. And that takes four hours. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, I understand there's shit you got to do, but good God, you know? Well, and I get, I get showing up maybe an hour early. Like, sure. I get that. Like if the show starts at 11, maybe be there at 10 because I know like I, I probably need to help the DJ set up a little bit. Like, I mean, he's not going to want me to touch his stuff, but sure. I mean, I need to set up a table, move stuff out of the way for him, do whatever. Like I, I know that that guy is going to need help and he's going to want to kind of go over things with me, things of that nature. And I get all that, but like to be there two hours early, what am I going to, it's still a restaurant at the, at the time he's wanting me to show up at. Like people are going to be sitting there dining, eating. And yeah. it's like, why am I here? Yeah. I mean, and so it just. Between that and then, like I said, just being there late. Like, I don't even know if I'm first, if I'm second, if I'm third. If I'm first, cool, I'll be done at 1120 and I can go home. Mm -hmm. But if I'm, like, the last one, dude, it's going to be, like, 1 o'clock. You know what I mean? It's like Yeah, it's late. It's a late effing night. I can't tell you the last time I saw 1 o'clock on my, you know, phone when I'm laying in bed. You know, I mean, it's... yeah. Well, it's a little bit different for me with with my job schedule because, you know, I'm actually about to turn my night shifts on. But nothing about that sounds exciting. Like, I I know when I, you know, we've talked about it before, like, 05, 06, midnight showings of movies. Yeah. That was awesome. But now I'm like, that's a $10 nap. (laughs) Right. It's like, I'm just going to sleep through it. That's dumb. And I think why, like, I think why I don't have it for tomorrow is because the show starts at six and, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's at a record store. They close at eight. So we have to be done at eight. So it's like, okay, I know I'm going to be home at like eight 30 at the latest. Yeah. Totally cool with that. Sure. But this one, it's like, dude, I'm usually like three hours ahead, like in sleep. Yeah. I'm usually in REM sleep by the time the show starts. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is insane. And like, I don't drink anymore. So it's like, I can't just sit at the bar and throw a few back while I'm waiting. I mean, you know what I mean? Throw back a couple of Steve Weisers. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, what the hell am I even doing? I I get it. I told, I mean, it's so similar to wrestling. I think should have never agreed to this show. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it, man. Um, but you know, hopefully next week you'll be able to give us a little progress report of, of how it went down and hopefully good stories. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, what do you say we uh, we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. 
Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Uh, big underscore Bane. We got a lot of wrestling talk we're going to dive into. Uh, we've had a lot of guys kind of return here lately. Yep. But before we dive into that, this is the most, the, probably the biggest rumor of this weekend. Um, the heavy rumors are that CM Punk is in negotiations for an in-ring return. The most likely spot, they say, according to the internet, AEW. Also, reports are saying Daniel Bryan has signed with AEW mm-hmm. and uh, will be going there. What do you believe? Uh, nothing until I see Bryan Danielson as all elite. Yeah. From the AEW Twitter account. Um, and the same with CM Punk. I, uh, I love CM Punk. But the idea of CM Punk returning to in-ring action doesn't excite me at all anymore. We're about six years past me being super excited about CM Punk returning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's literally literally been out of the ring for a decade. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, it's a little bit past it for me. Do you think, yeah. though, that, I mean, all outs in Chicago? Mm-hmm. That cult of personality hits. Oh, it'll be it'll be a magical moment. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, is this what AEW needs? No, you don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think I think AEW probably needs Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson. <laughs> I like Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really weird. Um, Brian Danielson way more than they need CM Punk because Daniel is still wrestling pretty much. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. and I know he has been out of the ring for a couple months now, but like, yeah, but that's not, I mean, that's not a decade, right? It's, he's still pretty relevant. I mean, CM Punk's kind of in the shadows. I mean, not that he's not relevant, but like he's, he's doing his own thing, you know? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I feel like he's that one elusive guy that it's like, if, if we got him back in the fold, that could be a, a change. I, I would assume he's, he's great on the mic. And so he would be good for promos. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be too thrilled about him being there. I mean, it, I, not that I wouldn't be happy for him, but, like, I wouldn't care. You know, to be fair, though, a few years ago you said the same thing about AJ Styles. If he debuted in WWE, you wouldn't really care. And I feel like your, your opinion very vastly changed on that once you saw him. My opinion changed on him because I didn't care because I didn't think WWE was going to use him. Sure. CM Punk, I know, will be used. Like, obviously, yeah. right? Um, I mean, let's not let's just say this: him and AEW. I think that's more fan base because people assume like, oh, well, that's where he's going to go. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he won't sign with WWE, right? See, I think. I mean, let's let's, let's call a spade a spade. They're getting rid of a lot of high high dollar talent right now. Yes, so they they got money to blow. I mean, probably. I mean, because I've been even reading rumors that there might be re-signing Braun Strowman. I was like, well, then why'd you let him go? You know, I right. don't. That doesn't make any sense. No. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it would be cool for AEW to get CM Punk. I feel like their roster needs somebody who can help them out with promos mm-hmm. because a lot of their promos are really bad. So I think somebody like CM Punk would really benefit that side of things. But I, other than that, like I don't really care to see him wrestle. Like I, I wasn't the big biggest fan of CM Punk's wrestling when he was every week. Sure, I never really thought he was the most amazing guy in the ring. But like, I mean, talent wise, as far as promos and every his little X Factor side of it, you know, untouchable. But do you feel like he he kind of crosses that that barrier of being like a legitimate draw? I, the reason I say that is I feel like. If Punk 
and Brian show up. It's not on the same level, but it's relatively similar based on today's margins as like Hogan and Savage to a degree. Yeah. And the fact that they're very legitimate, they're top level stars, they're mm-hmm. former champions, um, showing up in an, in a rival company. Yeah. Um, now at, at the same time, like AEWs, that's one thing that's happened, right? Is like, they've yeah. been signing so many people, man, if you're a lower tier guy in AEW, you can't be happy right now. I've seen more and more people on Twitter saying the things that I've been saying since they started signing WWE guys is that like a lot of those day one AEW stars are probably going to be a little upset yeah, because they're getting pushed further down the card. To me, it would be no different than signing with NXT as a relatively unknown mm-hmm. and they start signing Ricochet. Right. Guys like that. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, like my opportunity is dwindling even further. Right. It's from like getting on the show when you become, you know, a, an actual developmental talent in, in NXT, it's like, Maybe you're stuck not be even being on TV. Yeah. Because now they got all these indie darlings coming in. And right. Yeah, and it sucks. I mean, it really does. I mean, I, it's one of those things you have to look at it objectively and be like, I understand, but it doesn't change the fact that it sucks. Well, and I also read online that they said Daniel Bryan set the debut in September. And I'm like, okay, I really doubt that that's that they would wait that long if he's signed, you know? Like, yeah. And I think with Daniel Bryan, from what I gather, he just let his contract lapse with yeah. WWE. He just it ran out and he never signed anything new. Which is smart because that means he can go wherever he wants like, exactly. the next day. Exactly. And um, I guess his what he was kind of negotiating into was going to Japan and a lighter schedule. Yeah. AEW accommodated that, and I'm sure it's still good money. I don't blame him. I mean, I know I've heard Kevin Nash and Scott Hall both say, when they jumped to WCW, they're like, people talk a lot about the money. That was a big factor because it was guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. But they were like, the dates. Yeah. Half as many dates. He's like, yeah, we can make that money with Vince, but we're doing 300 dates a year. Yeah. Here, it's like 125. You know, it's like, oof. You know, it's, you know, obviously yeah. a lot less work. I mean, I think you would be like your job right now if they were like, hey, we're going to pay you a little bit more, but we want you to work every day of the week. Like, uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's not ideal. But yeah. Like, hey, we're going to keep you the same, but we're going to drop you down to three days a week. Yeah. Done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. I mean, it just, it makes more sense. So, um, I don't know. Like, I know at All Out 2019, Jericho wins the title. They're in Chicago. And I'm like, oh, Punk's music's going to play. Yeah. It's going to play. Then it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It's been two years. Obviously, I don't think Punk would be like, like, I'm not coming back in the pandemic era, right? I mean... Of course, he's going to want people there. And I and I know a lot of guys did do that, where, mm-hmm. like, they Sting even, you know, yeah. he debuted during that time. But, you know, Sting's kind of fighting father time as well. Yes. So it is what it is, and I get it. And also this pandemic, I think, was so unpredictable. It's hard to say, like, when the end is going to be or whatever, mm-hmm. or when people are going to be at full capacity and stuff. But anyway... um, I don't know, man. I really feel like I think people I think people think that if AEW does land these two talents that they will start winning. And that I don't think will happen. I think WWE will always be number 1 despite itself. Well, yeah. Dude, it's it's an institution. It's not just a wrestling company. Yeah. Like they've been here since the majority of everybody was born. Yeah. I mean, they've literally been here damn near forever. And so it's no, you're not gonna. You're you're lucky to be second. Well, and I and I look at it like this: like DC Comics, I love DC. 
and I still think they have the two most iconic superheroes of all time. Mm-hmm. Their movies have not gained as much fanfare as Marvel. Right. Not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying fanfare wise, Marvel's obviously winning. If DC comes out with their next movie and it is like groundbreakingly amazing, mm-hmm. people will still go see Marvel. Of course. You know what I mean? Like you can support both. I think that's a big thing there. So um, I don't know. Overall, I, I, mean, I know we're kind of beating a dead horse, but I'm kind of curious to see what happens. I feel like wrestling business right now needs that little spark, that mm-hmm. little kick in the ass that mm-hmm. they haven't had in a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, if Punk and Brian can, can produce that, I think great. I mean, but how do you debut them? I mean, I, I guess Punk it all out makes perfect sense. But, yeah. I mean, but, you know, who knows what he wants? I mean, and who knows if any of these rumors are even, like, legitimately true? Who knows? And I mean, but there's truth to every rumor, right? Sometimes, I mean, I mean, you can always just make up a rumor. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's. So I mean, it, it, who knows if they're going to actually be there or not? But I, I think it would be beneficial for AEW. I don't think it would be one of those things where it would just put a nail in a coffin for WWE. No. WWE's not going anywhere. Well, and there's been a heavy rumor that WWE is trying to sell anyway, which is why they're getting rid of a lot of the talent and clearing up that, you know, that margin in the checkbook there with uh, some high high price talents. Yeah, but I feel like we've kind of gotten past that a little bit because that was a couple months ago when when that huge influx of talent got released, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, they're still, you know, they didn't buy sell out to anybody, so. Yeah, and and I but I don't know. I mean, that's just a rumor again. But like I said, I remember when they talked about Edge coming back. He really dismissed them. No, not coming back. Yeah. Not wrestling. I can't wrestle anymore. But you kind of wondered, you yeah. know. Like I remember, started seeing pictures where he's like, "Oh, he's looking jacked again." Like right. I mean, like uh, that's not for Vikings, you know? right, right? And he's growing out his hair. He's not just short haired Adam, you know. Right. There was something to it yeah. for sure. Which you know, I I still, however. Uh, miss the days when he couldn't wrestle because we we got a, we got things like uh the edge and christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness and that was such a good show yeah and uh but i'd rather have him wrestling than that though yeah yeah because i mean i've always been an edge mark i mean i i love edge but like i i i mean but i mean i, I think it's hard from a character perspective to do both of those oh yeah for sure because he can't just be you and, know and the edge and christian show was funny but it's just like i, I think i'd rather have him wrestling than this sketch comedy show. I can get that, but at the same time, I really liked that show. I it was, it was fun. fun. I mean, it was also a kind of a bright spot on a network that, I mean, you've, you've said this before too. It's like, you know, you say you're not a wrestling company, you're an entertainment company, but how come everything you produce is wrestling, you know, right. Do something different. And that yeah. was actually and, something and, that, that was a little bit different. And that was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee made his big return to Monday night raw uh, this past week. Uh, Challenging Bobby Lashley for the title. Keith Lee kind of uh, was gone for a few months there. And it, uh, people really still do not know why as of this recording. Uh, but it was good to see him back. Great to see him back, yeah. And in that first match back, he uh, answered an open challenge. Yes. Against Bobby Lashley. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, what do you think about Keith Lee? You think? Do you think WWE will – I mean, he, he comes out and he gets beat. So it is what it is. I'm not knocking that, but – yeah, I mean, he's not going to win the championship. No, um, but do you feel like I, I don't know? Like, I, I kind of wondered what was going on with him. Like, if it was a creative issue, was it an injury? I don't know. I I don't know either. I know when he first showed up on the main roster, we saw a lot of changes in Keith Lee real quick. Yes, uh, with his 
um, gear, with his music, everything about him was totally different. And uh, that got a lot of blowback from fans. Right. So it could have been one of those things where maybe WWE was just like, let's just pull him off TV for a few months. Let people calm the F down. Then we'll bring him back. We'll give him some new music. And then hopefully people will be a little bit more accepting. Do you think that this will work? It seemed like everybody was pretty accepting. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were pissed off because he lost to Bobby Lashley, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get upset when someone, someone does a job, but it, it is, I guess, one of those weird things of like, he's not beating the champion, right? But it makes sense, like that they were going for that pop of his return. Yes, that's all it was. Karrion Cross also debuted on Raw and lost to Jeff Hardy. A lot of people not happy about that, considering he's been like so dominant in NXT. He's undefeated in NXT. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Hardy cheated to win. Mm-hmm. Put his feet on the ropes, and it was a quick little roll-up, you know. And But still, like... Karrion Cross got up immediately and was pissed and then got on the microphone and said he made the biggest mistake of his life. Right. And then, so it's like... They didn't bury him. You know? No, I, I'm not saying they, they buried him. But buried like, him, he would have like been like, "Oh my god, you know, I can't believe I just lost." Yeah, I mean, that, that to me, that'd be like, uh, you know, Goldberg's wrestling William Regal. Right. Regal like rolls him up real quick. One, two, three. Nah, you know what I mean. Like the, the difference there is Jeff Hardy's legendary status. Sure. And, okay. And yeah, I get that. Right before that, Matt not, William Regal is now. Oh, okay, but say Ric Flair did. Ric Flair. Like cradles Goldberg real quick and is in in his dominant undefeated streak. Would that not make sense? You don't you don't think that would be a hell of a way for them to be like? No, I get it, but doesn't that kill the momentum though? Maybe, but he's not normally featured on Raw. No, and I get that completely, but it's like if you have an undefeated streak, that's not the best way to to drop it, is it? The the way I the way I see things on Raw is not canon to NXT and vice versa. Right. No, I get that. Two totally different worlds. Two totally different universes. I mean, the carry and cross we would get on Raw and SmackDown is not going to be the same guy we would see on NXT. Whoa, one hundred percent. But it doesn't feel like it does any favors to NXT if you don't make it somewhat. Like a third option. I feel like they bounce back pretty good on NXT. Well, and I, yeah, I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. It's just I, I look at it like I, I get. I mean, I get what you're saying too. I just don't. But was that a necessary step to take? Probably not. But I mean, like, I mean, it, it's one of those things. Like Jeff Hardy kind of needed to win too. Sure. You know? And for for Jeff, because right before that match started, they did a promo package of Jeff Hardy winning his first WWE title. Right. So like they were trying to like remind everybody who the F this guy is. Well, and, and they just gave him back his old singles run music. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, they could be gearing Jeff Hardy up for a big push. Well, I, here's the thing. They are probably like well aware his brother's in AEW. Yeah. <laughs> so Killing it. It was probably one of those things. They were like, we can't lose him. Yes. Not right now. Like, let's get every bit of him. We can. Yes. So I understand. Like, I, I always go back to the Jim Cornette thing of like, Sting the Undertaker, wouldn't that be a great match? He goes, it's not unless you have a winner. Yeah. And that's kind of where I kind of look at this. It's like, okay, why book the match then? And, you know, and it could be as so, so so simple as like, oh, Karrion Cross, he's the NXT champion. We'll have Jeff Hardy beat him, but he'll cheat. But it's like, but he's undefeated. 
that's where I feel like it's it's such a throw. Like if you're a guy that never taps out, right? Like he never taps out because he's that tough. Yeah. But then you have him tap out. Yeah. It's like, why did you make that a thing? Right. If you're gonna take it away with this, I don't know if that makes sense or not. But it it, it does make sense. But at the same time, I feel like now maybe next Monday, Karrion Cross can come get back and just beat the ever loving shit out of Jeff Hardy. Sure. And be like, there was your mistake. And that's the thing. I don't think it, it diminishes Karrion Cross at all. Right. But that's also one of those stories where I feel like they could have told the same story, but just not thrown that pinfall in there. You know? Yeah. Maybe something. But I mean, I also heard he didn't even come up with Scarlet. He didn't have his crazy right. That's Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't feel like it's canon to NXT. I feel like it's a totally different guy. Yeah. You know? I mean, because it's... it's it's different. It felt him being on Raw felt different than when Kevin Owens debuted to fight John Cena. Yeah, because that was like holy shit. You know, whatever. He barely even got like the Hulu version that I watched. I didn't even see his entrance music. He was just already in the ring, and then like, oh Jesus, yes. And so I was like, oh, Karen Cross is here, cool. And then all of a sudden, Jeff Hardy comes out. So it was for like that whole match was just for Jeff Hardy. It wasn't for like to highlight Karrion Cross. Now, if they actually do a story, then yeah, I'm sure at the end of the day, Karrion Cross will like come out on top, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like when when Kevin Owens debuted. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like. Uh, and and I go back to like thinking of Oscar when she debuted on on Raw. I mean, that was when she lost her undefeated streak to Charlotte. You know, I mean, not not when she debuted on Raw, but like. Shortly after she debuted on the main roster, she lost her undefeated streak. I just don't think Raw and SmackDown, Vince likes undefeated streaks like that. Probably not. Because, I mean, Goldberg didn't have an undefeated streak in WWE. No. You know, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. I think sometimes an undefeated streak is probably not a good idea. Well, because you have to lose. You have to lose. I mean, look at Hogan. I mean, in the 90s, 80s, 90s, that he he didn't drop that many L's. No. I mean, very, very few. If he did, it was always a cheat-to-win situation. Right. And so I feel like, personally, Goldberg would have probably done better is if early on they had some type of gimmicky finish. Mm-hmm. So they don't say an undefeated streak, but they can still say, like, he's a monster. Yeah. He's a machine. He can't be beaten type of thing. You know, where we're not counting the Of course, I can know counting the wins was a huge deal. 173 and of course. you know, and all that stuff. So it's, it's hard to say, but... I don't know. It's just it's, it's interesting for sure. It is. I, I think people are a little bit too crazy about that carrying cross thing. Well, I mean that also could. I mean it's, it's wrestling, right? But I will say this: watching him in there, I was like, man, if if he would allow himself to quit being so damn intense all the time and just be like normal, I'm a badass. He reminds me of Batista. Yeah, his build with all the tattoos and everything. I'm like, dude. He could walk out and be just as much of a badass, but still like be cool as shit like Batista was. Mm-hmm. Have all this swagger. He doesn't have to have like crazy eyes all the time. Like his crazy eyes to me just make him look dumb. <laughs> Do you know who he was trained by? No, but I know he's a legit badass. No, but guess who he's trained by? Who? You'll never guess in a million years. Well, then tell me. Disco Inferno. Good God. <laughs> I promise. He's, wow. a, he's a Las Vegas boy trained by Disco Inferno. That's wow. a leap, isn't it? <laughs> that is a huge leap. <laughs> isn't that hilarious? Oh, God. I hope now I hope WWE makes him dance at some point. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's I don't think that's something he probably puts out. Not that he's like, here's the thing is I don't I never thought disco was a bad performer. 
You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like I was like, oh, this guy sucks or anything, but it was just. You never looked at him as great. No, <laughs> you know but I mean, I mean, that's just hearing that you're just like, <laughs> oh, like this guy. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the maestro from WCW? Oh, wow. Vaguely. He, I guess, trains people. Okay. And I mean, like, yeah, you know, weird to be like, I would say I was trained by the maestro. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's a weird one. Really bizarre. Yeah. We got some movie talk here, so we say we dive into it. Let's do it. This is Break of and up at the movies, yeah. This is Break of and up at the movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? Tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. A um, couple of movie things. Uh, today, as we record this, it just dropped. Masters of the Universe Revelation. Um the new Masters of the Universe series. It's done by Kevin Smith. Uh, people are kind of raving about it online. Not Jason Wolf. He hated it. But yeah. uh, but uh, others have been raving about it. I watched about three episodes. It's five episodes start, I guess. Um, you're not a big Motu guy, but uh, is this something you might check out? I might, yeah. I mean, with it only being five episodes, that's a little bit easier than you know a full-on season. But um, yeah, I might if I have some spare time. I think I, I watched three. I think you'll dig it. It's kind of a fun story. Yeah. You know, It's kind of an updated thing because He-Man was such a... Such an '80s property; it needed to be revamped. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll check it out though for sure. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited to to dive into it a little bit more, but definitely at a great voice cast, just amazing. Yeah, you told me that, and that's that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I saw a trailer for this the the movie we never knew we needed, Jackass Forever. I mean, do we actually need it though? Do we? That was that was super sarcastic. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I didn't really need a Jackass two or three. I mean, were you a, were you a fan of Jackass? So that I think I want I feel like that hit around eighth or ninth grade for us. Maybe I remember it was kind of all the rage at that time. Uh-huh. Um, I never got it. It was just stupidity. Well, in in like it's. Uh, well, me, they had the TV show too. Well, that's what I mean—the TV show. Yeah, yes. they had the TV show, and then they started making the movies. Like, I never found them funny because I never liked that kind of joking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the over-the-top aspect well, of it. Well, like how they would do shit like to each other, like while they're filming the stunts or and like stuff they, like I that. I remember one of the movies they locked Bam in a cage with a cobra. Yeah, like in and it's well, like and he's scared of snakes. I'm like, that's kind of well, and then like all the slap nuts and things that they do, and you know, and it's like I never, like, never liked that shit. No, and so for me to watch that on a bigger stage on TV, it's like I don't, I don't find this funny. And then the movies, they just got really, got gross, really gross. Yeah, and it's like the fact that people actually enjoy watching this. It really shows you just how fucked up everybody is. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, and I know there are some funny parts. To me, though, the funny parts are, this. I, I don't know, like the stuff that's just kind of goop. Like there was one gag they did where it's like there was a sign up on the door like, hey, you guys see this? And it's like, hey, jackass guys, you know you're in the hotel. And it's like the font gets smaller and smaller so they're getting closer. And then like this boxing glove comes out and hits them in the right. face. Yes. Okay, that's funny. Yes. Um, they had well, one guy, he went and took a shit in a, uh, hardware store toilet. Yeah. Like that's displayed. Yes. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. You know, or Johnny Knoxville renting the car and 
putting the number on it and basically doing a destruction derby than trying to rent it, return it. That that's funny to me because obviously you know that they ended up paying for it and things of that nature. Yeah, so like, or them like doing they did like uh, crazy stuff on golf carts and stunts right. and. He did like department store boxing with Butterbean where yeah. they walk into like a Dillard's or a JCPenney and they're in boxing trunks with gloves on and yeah. Butterbean like straight up knocks him out in the department store. Right. That's funny because right. it's just so stupid. Right. But there was a lot of stuff on there. Like that one, they did one gag where they were trying to turn one of their dudes into, to make him look like a, like a terrorist, I guess. Yeah. For lack of a better term. And they put like the fake beard on him and they used all their pubes. God. To do it like that's nasty. Yeah, and that was like a like he, he thought he was doing a bit, but they were really doing it, pulling a joke on him. Yeah, the cab driver ends up beating the piss out of him, and yeah, <laughs> so very very, I, I, it's different. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's. I feel like you have to have a certain kind of humor, but I I I never really got in the phase of where I enjoyed Jackass. Well, um, like one one thing they did is they uh, they took a branding iron and it was shaped like a dick. Mm-hmm. And they put it on, they branded like Bam Margera's ass. Yeah, I'm like, see, that's that's because that's gonna scar. Yeah, and he's gonna have a dick on his ass. Or like Stevie Stevo doing like a tightrope with meat on his underwear over a bunch of alligators. Right. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Yeah. Or like at one time Bam has his house and he puts an alligator in the kitchen, mm-hmm. so his mom comes home. There's a freaking alligator there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's there's elements of it that I think are funny, yeah. but by and large, it was just kind of weird. Now, this one is funny because they're old, right? Like Johnny Knoxville, they've said in the filming of he's forty nine. Yeah, I mean, that's way too old to be doing this type of stuff. It's way too old to have that sense of humor for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it it makes me feel bad for like his kids if he has any. You could have grandkids. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm sure his personality doesn't change very much around them. No. Um, so, I don't know. Like I know in in the second movie he got ran over by a bull. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like yeah. you could die. You yeah. know. Well, it's, it's like, a two thousand pound animal. Well, in, in the trailer they teased something about like it seemed like they had uh, this one guy, one of the, this one guy tied up. And I think he had like fish or something in his lap, and they poured honey on him, and all of a sudden the, you hear the bear, the comes bear roar, and it's like, okay, the bear's probably just going to grab the fish. He's probably going to lick the honey off. He, guy's going to be fine. But, like, things could go wrong. Well, yeah. You I know? mean, it's still a bear. Yes. And so, and you got Homeboy tied up. He can't defend himself. Not that you could do anything against a bear, but. Right. Well, I mean, like, and they've done where, like, there's, like, 5,000 mouse traps and dudes, like, rolling all in them. Right. And stuff like that. I mean, I feel like, well, like, they did some stuff on there that just made me almost vomit. Yeah. Like, I, the one that got me the most in the, I was in the first movie. He takes a bunch of snow and he makes a snow cone that he pisses in it. God. And he starts eating it. I, I about I about puke. Just of talking course, about it yeah. makes me kind That's of like disgusting. nauseous. And I'm, I'm sure it's probably rigged in some way, shape, or oh, form. You'd like to think so. Well, you never know, I guess. But <laughs> so I don't know. Like I think if they kind of limit some of the gross stuff, it's just well. And then like the the very end of the uh, the first movie, the big thing is they put a freaking. Hot Wheels car up the dude's ass. Yeah. And he went and got x-rays. Yeah. That was the big gag. Yeah. That's not even, that's not even like funny. I remember in the theaters being like, it's weird. The only thing, only funny thing was like the doctor's reaction. Like, right. You know, like my God, you have a freaking 
yeah toy car up your ass but i don't know it's just weird is it not very weird very very weird so i guess a pass for old big underscore bane yeah yeah big time pass i'm not gonna watch it i'm sure my kid will watch it but uh i'm not gonna watch it now you say that but i i don't see i don't know how well this will do because i feel like they they've crossed that uh that gap of like things people are into I, I, my, my stepson will most likely watch this. He has just recently watched the other movies. Okay. Well, okay. But he found them recently. Okay. He, and he's like dying to go see Steve-O when he comes in town. And I'm like, yeah, gross. Yeah. Like it even says on the flyer, like 21 and up. Yeah. He like, there's going to be nudity and drug use. And I'm like, I don't need to see any of that. Like Steve, I, I know in some of his live shows, didn't he like staple his ball sack to his leg? Yeah, and, and it's like, like, homeboy looks like a meth head. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't need to watch him get naked no. for my humor. <laughs> no. Like, that is ridiculous. That's just such a bizarre thing to even think about wanting yeah. to go see. And so it's like, I, no, this is... It's just, it's not my, it, it's, it reminds me of Borat. It's like the same kind yeah, of humor as yeah. Borat and all that shit. And it's like, I, I'm not a fan of that. I don't find that stuff humorous. Now, like we recently watched the second Borat and there were like one or two things in that entire movie that I found were funny, but most of it was just either dumb or gross. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't need to see this movie. There was actually a deleted scene in one of the Jackass movies where, and I thought this was actually pretty funny, but it, it did, I don't think it came across like they wanted it to. But like Brad Pitt went up to a hot dog stand and he was in on it. Yeah. And he's just standing in line and people are kind of like, it's Brad Pitt back there. He's waiting in line at a hot dog stand. The jackass guys come up, kidnap him and throw him in a van. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. And people are like, I think Brad Pitt just got kidnapped. Yeah, that's, like, that's funny. Do you remember at SummerSlam, I think it was 2007 or 8, there was supposed to be a uh, a jackass invasion, and they were going to be involved in three matches? Well, I remember they got their shit kicked out on by Umaga. That was going to lead to this, and they were yeah. going to be involved in matches. And they actually did air one tr- like commercial for it, mm-hmm. but then quickly scrapped it. I think that was probably the smartest move WWE ever made to scrap that. I wonder how bad that would have been. Uh, it would have been really bad. From what... From what I understand, Steve-O was not a big fan of that first night. When Umaga like, dropped him on his head? Yeah, well, that and the fact that he kept kicking him and stuff like that because like, he didn't know he was supposed to sell or whatever, so he's just sitting there laughing, like, stop, you know, and laughing about it. And so, like, yeah, so. that, that would, Which, again, that the whole reason why you don't put outsiders involved, to be involved in this stuff. Right, or if you're an outsider, don't get involved in this stuff. If you yeah, or smarten them up to a degree, learn, you know? learn about it, you know. Yeah, just so stupid. Yeah. But um, something that does look fun, actually, uh, coming up August fifteenth, Heels season one. Uh, there's a the full length trailer is now available. I'm pretty stoked for this, man. I dig it. It looks like uh, the two brothers are kind of uh, kind of enemies in this uh, smaller regional wrestling company. Mm-hmm. I dig the concept of this. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'm just, I'm really hoping that we're able to watch it. I know it's a stars show. I think it, I bet it'll be available on Vudu. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't want to buy it. I probably will, um, but I, I'd rather have a have a way to actually see it. So, hopefully, I can figure that out. But if not, I'll I'll definitely get it off of Vudu. But I mean, I I'm I think there's a stars package on Hulu. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't want to pay the extra for that either. That's what I'm saying. I think it'd yeah. be easier just buy it. So yeah, that's probably what I'll do. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And then of course we're gonna get to see old Ricky Rabies. Absolutely, yeah. Which that's an amazing name. Hopefully, so. he's there for more than just one episode. I don't know if you saw in the trailer. There's actually a couple little glimpses of old ruthless Ryan Davidson. Oh, were there? Yeah, I did not. Briefly, catch that. you can briefly see him. Is he look. is he an extra? or Does he have like an actual part in the in the show? I think he's just an extra. Is like he an extra body? Okay. available. I believe. Like I maybe be like wrong. they show clips of him being an opener. He's in a battle royal. I know okay. that. And I knew he told me he did that, and so um, there was one of the clips I saw. I was like, oh, that's that's him. I could tell by his gear. So. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. I'm Good for him. Excited to see him on there. Yeah. We got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we uh, we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. Big underscore Bane. We are about to hit the uh, the toy talk here. Um, obviously, a lot to talk about, man. SDCC is always a big time. Big time for toys. Um, a lot of things have happened. Uh, first thing I want to touch on is uh, this was revealed ahead of time, of course, but the um, the crowdfunded new generation arena. We, we touched on this a little bit before we started recording. 250 bucks. Yep. It's a, you know, a scale ring. It's got like actual planks underneath for the boards. Um, a LED entrance piece like from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Ultimate edition diesel. I mean, looks great. Retails for two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, if it gets five thousand backers, it will happen. If it gets seven thousand, they will add doink. Yeah, which is awesome for no extra cash. I think that's great. Yeah, if it gets eight thousand, they'll add in some ring skirts too. So pretty cool. Um, what do you think about them doing crowdfunded things like this? I think it's great. I think that price point is ridiculous, though. It's a lot. Um, I I wouldn't spend my money on that, but I I actually really like the concept because we've. I feel like not just us, but I feel like a lot of people have been kind of wanting them to do these stages and things of that nature for a while. Absolutely. And, but if they're going to call it an arena, they ought to like include maybe some guardrails, maybe like some cardboard cutouts of fans, things like that, you know, to, to really call it an arena. I feel like just having the stage in the ring isn't really the arena. Right. So, um, and I think I do, I think two fifty is too much for that. Do you think it will get backed? Yeah. You think so? You think 5,000 people will say yes? Yeah, I think so. I mean, cause it's only been up what a day, a couple hours as of this recording. And there's already 600 and something. I just looked it up as, as of today, which it's three twenty one PM central yeah. time. The day it dropped and I already had 604 backers. Yeah. So very good chance it will get. So I, 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 I think it will be. I think there are enough people, if not people that actually want it, there are enough people who are dumb enough to buy it and then try to sell it on eBay. That yeah, could be. You yeah. know, which I, if if you're like thinking to yourself, 250 is a little steep, but I'm going to do it. Imagine what the prices are going to be on eBay. Yeah. Do you think people will buy it for that though? I mean, because you, you want to double your money, so you want to sell it for like 500. I, I think there are... I think the scalpers are desperate to make cash. So that they, they put an ultimate, I'm sure you saw the ultimate edition Sergeant Slaughter mm-hmm. that went up. It was like 35 bucks Had the LJN style packaging. Yep. looked really cool. Well, that sold out in like four minutes and immediately there's people on eBay, yeah. like $150, you know, trying that. to sell them as a pre-order, which is pretty incredible. Um, I'm not going to go over everything, but I'm going to go hit some high points here. 
A couple of elite exclusives we're going to be seeing. The Zodiac and the Goon. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that, that does. I mean, it looks looks pretty cool. The Goon will have a soft goods jersey. I think that that's really fun. Um, the last wave of Masters of the WWE Universe, Wave 8, will feature a Trap Jaw, Stone Cold Steve Austin, another Stratos, Rey Mysterio, kind of a repainted version, and a She-Ra China, which is fun. Oh, nice. And then they announced... A new line, which will be in the exact same scale, called WWE Superstars, which will feature the Honky Tonk Man, Ric Flair, Hollywood Hogan, and finally a uh, Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Um, I showed you these before we started recording. They almost have an LJN feel. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not an LJN packaging, but it's an LJN feel with the artwork and stuff. Yeah. The, you've said this all along. I told you I was like, dude, you, someone's listening to you because that was one of the things you said. Is like, why don't they just make wrestling figures in this scale? Now they yeah. are. Yeah. So instead of being like the Masters of the Universe look with the uh, armor and weapons and things, they're just making wrestling figures in a new scale. I think that's great. I think it's smart. I mean, because I, I think a lot of people like liked the Masters of the Universe, but I think a lot of people probably would come home and take that armor off. People who are playing with it take that armor off and, and use them as regular figures because for the most part you could do that. Yes. And so why not just make regular figures in that scale? I, I think it's smart. I think that was kind of the fun aspect of it is that you could yeah, you could do that. Like they had like the armor and the weapons, but you could take like uh, the chest piece off and you basically have a Mr. T right. in that scale. So I think that's really fun. But it also makes it more of a toy and not like a statue. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, agreed. Something like that's something I'd feel comfortable with like letting the kids beat up, you know? Right. We also saw um, one of the. Oh, there's a few other things to, to touch on. I'm not going to touch on everything, but on this one, I, I'd like to talk, touch on this. WWE retros. We've kind of uh, there's been rumors for a long time, and uh, they are releasing a new wave, which will feature Mean Gene Okerlund, Rowdy Roddy Piper with a removable kilt, Mr. T, and Cowboy Bob Orton. And uh, these all look really, really good. And appear appears. They will be carded, but included in a box exclusively to Mattel Creations. So, I think the biggest issue with retros is that you just could not find them anywhere. Them being an yes. online exclusive, do you think that that's a smart decision? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like that Sergeant Slaughter sold out pretty quick. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know. I mean, I saw in that Sergeant Slaughter, they only allowed two purchases by yeah, each customer. Super person, yeah. But like it still sold out pretty damn fast. 4 minutes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to make retros even harder to get. So, but then again, who knows. And to be fair though, like there's no reason why they can't make more if the demand's there. Right? I mean, you say that, but we were just talking a couple weeks ago about Harley Race. Like the demand was there for that. Yeah, you're right. And you know what's funny is we still still now, a couple years later, have not had another one. Right. And so it's I, I don't know. Mattel's kinda weird about how they do things. So we'll we'll see. I, I would love it if they had that the thing is I'm sure being online, they don't want it to be one of those things where they have more than what they can sell. I think they'd much right. rather sell out than be sitting on some for months. Sure. So and it appears it comes as a full set, so you have to get all four, which could be an issue for some people. I mean, I, th- I think most people that collect these are going to want all four of those. But that, so that's going to be what, like sixty bucks, probably. Well, 
if they retail for ten or fifteen, yeah. I mean, but they may be more. Yeah. What if it's a hundred bucks? I mean, that might be too much for some people. Yeah, I mean, when you factor in shipping and taxes and everything, it probably will be pretty close to that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, lots of cool stuff they're showing off right now. So they even have a Tommaso Ciampa um, Blackheart exclusive with the mask coming out to ringside. I think that's kind of fun. Amazing. So I mean, they got some good stuff coming out. So I think it'll be. You know, it'll be fun. I, like I said, I was I was most impressed with that new uh, Superstars line. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Like yeah. A, a, just a new new fun thing. Absolutely. Well, uh, we got a little bit of talk on Star Spangled Beatings. It is coming up, I believe, one week, right? It is six days away. Six Breaker. days away. And it is coming at you July 31st, folks. And we've already officially announced all of the matches, but I would like to go ahead and just kind of, kind of recap. Yeah. And so we are going to see for the first time ever, the American ACE is going to get a championship opportunity in PHPW. Look, what, what the hell? I, I keep trying to tell everybody I'm not, I am not, Somebody who likes to hold talent down. Okay. I like to give opportunity. Well, I think we all know that that's horse crap, but and okay. Please continue. So the American ace deserves an opportunity. And so we're going to give it to him against Ethan Chambers for the Gatekeeper Championship. And this opportunity you're giving to him is based on all his big wins. It's based on the fact that I know they're best friends and they uh, don't want to fight, but we're going to make them fight. Because Once again, just you know, making sure you hold all that power, right? Ethan's done a lot to just kind of really piss me off over the past couple of months. So to hell with the product. I'm just going to do whatever I want and screw everybody that has what any do you stake mean in this to game? hell with the product? This is going to be a fantastic match breaker. The American Ace. I mean, it's America's birthday. We're celebrating at Star Spangled Beatings. We need the American Ace. The level of corruption is unbelievable. And I'm giving him a championship opportunity. How am I the bad guy here? Because you're you're using people to benefit your own personal agenda. Isn't that what running a company is? No, it's not abusing you, people to your own use, agenda. You use people to make you money. Yeah, you pay them a salary to give them a job. I'm paying them a salary. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, and the winner gets the winner's purse. That's that's the way things work. Well, folks, that match is going to happen whether Ethan Chambers wants to defend his title or not. He's going to defend his title, and I will make sure of it. We also have the King of the Mountain Championship on the line, Breaker, as we see Prison Mike back in action. Of course, he definitely deserves a spot in the pay-per-view. Why not? Uh, Ricky the Roper Rex. Another great signing. Nice work. Uh, Barry Frost. Uh, You know what? I could see him legitimately winning this. I I could, too. Breaking out of the tag team division and becoming a single star. Pyro. (sighs) Pyro is uh, in the match. Dimitri Alexandrov. Another possible winner right there. He's he's a future champion. I mean, no matter no matter which way you spell it. Yeah, a guy that definitely should be getting a title match because he's won matches. Yes. Please continue. And he is getting a title match. A singles title match is what he, he should be getting. Well, we'll talk about that down the road. Jeff Toon. Jeff with one F Toon. A couple of tag teams represented in this. I like it. 
And then a mystery, mystery opponent will be involved in the match. Oh, boy. Uh, somebody you know very well. Okay. Uh, but we're going to keep it a secret. It will be it will be revealed during the pay-per-view. And I like it. And they will all be challenging David Thomas for the King of the Mountain Championship. You know, let's not discount David Thomas. You know, you, you look at a title like that would be, he's the first ever King of the Mountain Champion. Mm-hmm. The only. Right. And, and the a title that would be incredibly difficult to hold on to. And he's held on to it, you yes. know, for, for months now. So congratulations. And then we have Jack Gamble versus John Webb, the hybrid ace. This is going to be an incredible match. These two men were came in as a tag team. Yeah. Won the tag team championship. And then they uh, started getting a little cocky. And they started having a little beef in between each other. And now, you know, the uh, high-level explosion. High-level explosion. I'm excited for happening. it. And so we're going to see a one-on-one match between those two. And we also have the Die Hard Championship on the line in a chicken coop match. For the first time ever in PHPW, we are going to see the chicken coop match. I have no idea what this monstrosity will look like, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I can tell you, for these two men, it's going to be hell. That is for certain. And um, it is going to be Kreger challenging the Reaper. Wow, now, very the, nice. The Reaper obviously last month won against Kreger, t- took the belt away. Now he's going to have to defend it. Rematch time. Absolutely. We also have the Tag Team Championship on the line as we see Wreck My Faction take on the Inevitable Assassins. The Inevitable Assassins have been on a tear. And if I'm not mistaken, at the moment, Breaker, this is the last team that the Inevitable Assassins have to beat. So what happens after that if they win, let's just say? If they win... I don't see why we can't do another wildcard tag team tournament. Absolutely. I, I mean, mean, look what happened with the first one. I it, would have never guessed these exactly. two guys would become such a, a huge uh, huge force to be reckoned with, but here we are. Exactly. So we will we will see what happens uh, at Star Spangled Beatings with the Tag Team Championship. But the big story here, Breaker. Mike the Cleaner versus Tier 1 Travis Fowler for the PHPW Championship. I was going to say it right now. These are two of my guys. I like these two. I, I have a vested interest in this match. I think Tier 1 is, without a doubt, the most successful champion in PHPW history. Title reigns, I mean, just domination as a champion. But Mike the Cleaner, I see a huge, huge future for this guy in the company. Could go either way, but I think the real winner are the fans, big underscore bank, because they get to witness it. Well, N- nothing... Nothing can go wrong, right? Nothing is going to go wrong. I, I have – here's the thing is I have ensured that we are going to see a brand-new champion at Star Spangled Beatings. That's a weird choice of words. I have a way of having things go my way. For America's birthday, I'm doing it for America, and we're going to get this done. We're going to get the title off of Tier 1, one way or another. And see, I I don't know. I, I Mike the Cleaner, I've always liked Mike the Cleaner. Absolutely. Mike the Cleaner's a great dude, and he, in my opinion, deserves this one-on-one match, and I'm glad he's getting it. He spouted something off on Twitter a few days ago that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying... As a friend, not as your boss, as a friend, just mind your P's and Q's, okay? Because the boss can be kind of a dick, 
All right. So just maybe maybe don't don't try to call him out on Twitter. That's the most truthful thing you've ever said. Yes. So the boss is a dick. He can be if you get on his bad side. I'm speaking as a friend. I'm speaking as uh, I'm also speaking as a friend. The guy sucks. Yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't. Yes, he's, he's, he's a dick. He's a great boss. He does what's he's best not. for the company. Oh yeah. He does what's best for the company. Definitely breaker. no personal agendas. Definitely not. But I'm just saying. Uh, you want guys wonder why we have peanut butter and jelly for catering? Is that pirate? We girl. had tacos. Don't you try to say we only gave you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because you showed up late. Pyro ate extra tacos. Maybe next time you'll show up right when the building opens. I cannot stand to be around your Global Wrestling Extreme crew. Any I don't like them either. Then get I'm, rid of them. I mean, they're it's not contractually that obliged to be there. I can't help it right now. And why are they contractually obliged to be there? Why do you keep throwing this in my face? I lost. I get it. Just so we're clear. Okay, so Star Spangled Beatings. Uh, it's going to be a great event. I'm very much looking forward to it. It'll be available to you on YouTube uh, July the 31st at around, I believe, 7 p.m. Central Time, correct? Yes, yes. So look look for it. We're going to have a great night of action, and uh, who knows, maybe some title changes, some, some crazy stuff. Yes, and um, I'll say this off the record. If you're not booked officially, maybe still check it out. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Don't be upset, because you'll be there. No oh, spoilies, but I, I, no spoilies. Yes, but, but you'll be there. Yes, definitely. It'll be it'll be great. It'll be a great event. We'll begin our scoreboard as we wrap up this episode. It's uh, about time to go into our uh, semifinal match. The best fictional pro wrestler. Are you ready for this? I am ready. I must say, I'm kind of shocked by this. Of course, we uh, kind of recap. The right side of the bracket, Bonesaw McGraw defeated Nacho from Nacho Libre. Thunderlips defeated Randy the Ram, and then Bonesaw defeated Thunderlips, and is officially the uh, the right side of the brackets uh, into the finals. Yes. On the left side of the bracket, Jimmy King defeated Kid Muscle. Captain Insano defeated the Revolting Blob, and this is our last semifinal match: Jimmy King, Captain Insano, and your winner. And this was our closest match yet. 53% to 47%. Captain Insano moves on to the finals. That's a shocker to me. I thought Jimmy King had it. He did not. It's going to be a Captain Insano versus Bonesaw McGraw. Yeah, that's that's a big shocker to me, too. I thought I thought it was going to be Oh, excuse me, Bonesaw and Jimmy King. As did I. So check it out. Bonesaw McGraw. Captain Insano, who's it going to be? And also, too, I, I, we won't say anything yet, but uh, you had a pretty good idea for our next tournament. You kind of revealed it to me, and I'm like, I dig it. I yeah. think it's, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. We'll touch on that next week for sure. Um, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just plug it up. So, of course, uh, check out our podcasting buddies, uh, Jeff and Scott over at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. If you are wanting to hear all about San Diego Comic-Con, that's the show to listen to, especially this yes. week. It's their biggest show. They talk about everything, and uh, I'm excited to hear hear all the details, man. Absolutely. So check out their show. And, of course, Scott has a, another project, Drunk Wrestling History, where they're not always right, but they are always drunk. And really, isn't that the most important part? Indeed. Uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry is another great podcast. I highly recommend checking that one out. Absolutely. As well as the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric uh, over there. Another great show if you're into the retro world of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. 
Ringside rant with RJ. Just had Conrad Thompson on as a guest, which is pretty fun. I'll be damned. He's uh, getting all the big stars. He's getting a lot of names. I dig it. Yeah, good good on you, RJ. Um, the Leisure and Lariats podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Check that one out as well. Boot to the Face with Rucker and Marty over there, as well as Tales from the Estate with our good friend Drew Vinsel mm-hmm. and his wife, Caitlin. Another really fun one. Yes. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there discussing all things... Uh, you know, in the uh, all the all the nostalgia bites. You know, they're hitting everything over there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, trivia with buds with our friend Ryan Buds, as well as uh, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf. He just put out another uh, a paranormal podcast. I haven't had, got a chance to listen to either of them yet, but I'm I'm excited. I've got them queued up. Yeah, I'm so far behind on podcasts right now. I'm, but um, that, that those are going to be ones that I definitely listen to. Absolutely, and then uh, pulling up a chair. With a chair shot from our, our buddy Tim over there, another great show, as well as Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our friend Richard. Uh, some great stuff to check out, so check all of those out. Absolutely. Grapple Hold, To Be the Man, Tales from Planet Wrestletopia. If you like wrestling comic books, you can get those on Amazon or Comixology. And then, of course, uh, we have our other podcast. You know, it's fake, right? Every Monday, I just had a, a guest, Mitchell Lee, on the show. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Big Underscore Bane, but do you know who my guest is going to be this coming week? I do not. Possibly the next PHPW champion, Mike the Cleaner. How about that? Yeah, Mike the Cleaner's coming up episode 29. I think everyone will enjoy it, so check that one out. Hell yeah. Um, also, no holds barred with old Bill Benis. Um, yes. Things are still rolling over there, huh? Yeah, we um, uh, we just did a did an episode about, you know, well, whatever it was about, I, I, I it show's kind of gotten off the rails again, Breaker. I'll be honest with you. It's, I never saw that coming. It, um, it's, it's not. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't stay on topic this week. We uh, kind of got into a little spat, and see, that's so surprising to me. Yeah, because uh, we're such good buds, you know. Sure. And so I, I don't know, but uh, it was, it was, it was okay. It was, it's over, so it's fine. Well, you know, it's Bill Benis, right? Yeah, it is. It's Bill Benis. I, I totally, totally get it. Um, and also, uh, me and Travis Fowler's new show, The TB Toycast. Check that out as well. We just uh, did an episode with our buddy Jason Wolf on Toxic Crusaders. Remember that toy line at all? Uh, yes, slightly. It was a fun one. Kind of a Ninja Turtles-esque, but yeah. fun stuff. Uh, of course, if you want to support us on Patreon.com forward slash BBPH, get the weekly energy shot, some exclusive video, PHPW Adrenaline. I just... We just released a new episode on Breaker Retro Gamer. That's out there now, mm-hmm, episode two, mm-hmm. so you can check that out. So lots of good stuff there if you want to sign up for our Patreon. Absolutely. Um, Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. A couple little projects Big Underscore Bane has. Yes, check those out for all your uh, fitness gear or bearded product needs. Absolutely. It's there. Absolutely. And then if you want to buy our T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH dot redbubble.com and whatamaneuver.net search by store for breaker and bane's power hour and uh, big underscore bane has a shirt store there as well absolutely i do so check all those out and we appreciate it and thank you once again for checking out breaker and bane's power hour i'm brian breaker i'm bane and we will see you guys in seven days peace easy yeah one more time (laughs) 
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.